Today's podcast is brought to you by National Carriers. National Carriers is looking to hire lease drivers, company drivers, and students. Call them at 888-311-7076. It's also brought to you by Cocoon MDR. Amazon Michael, Diaz and David, Ars and Robert. Cocoon MDR is an app for Android right now. It's an app that follows you around and pays you. Drops money right into your PayPal account as you're going. Watch for it also on Apple. Also being brought to you today by J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller's number is 888-601-2017. That's the trucker's best friend. J.J. Keller is the company that will take care of all your paperwork, keep you in order. Also file any new trucking company paperwork that's needed. They're your secretary in your pocket. Yes, they are definitely the people to call. If you're a small trucking company or a large trucking company, call J.J. Keller. Today's podcast. Survey says. Survey says. A trucker serial killer. Dun, 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 dun. Sounds like a movie. Dun, 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 dun. I'm serious. A trucker serial killer, and he went by the handle Dr. No. Kind of weird. Yeah. It's like Dr. Giggles, but Listen, Dr. No. No, this guy literally was wreaking havoc across the United States for decades. Tell us about it. Well, actually, I'm just going to kind of read a little article. And, and here's, here's the way it starts off. It says, could a long-haul truck driver be the killer police or across Ohio have been looking and searching for since Ronald Reagan was president? Wow. Yes, exactly. That's a long time. Well, l- let me tell you something. What a couple of my buddies and I, we used to talk about, most killers get caught because they know the victim. Or arrogance. Well, I'm just saying, though, but most killers get caught because they know the victim. Mm-hmm. It's true. But one of the best cloaks you could have if you were a serial killer would be to go to another town somewhere where nobody knew you. If you were just wanted to kill somebody, if you just went somewhere. See, like, I think most serial killers kill within a certain radius of their home, even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have... Um People that, that map that out and they actually start looking at that. Right. When they profile it, mm-hmm. these are these are the likely suspects. Mm-hmm. Even those serial killers get caught easier. Mm-hmm. But imagine if you, were, if you said to yourself, you know what? I'm going to travel 100 miles from my home and I'm going to take somebody out there. I'm going to feed my thirst to kill. Or I'm going to go 1,000 miles somewhere and I'm going to feed my thirst to kill. Guess what would be the perfect, the perfect killing machine? Uh... A, a tractor trailer. A trucker. Uh, it would be a trucker. Mm-hmm. Not a tractor trailer unless he was mm-hmm. running people over. Well, you never know. I mean, I've watched Jeepers Creep. Okay. Now, now listen. Listen to me. Now work with me here. I try. A serial killer trucker. Can you imagine? Seriously. Tell me. It sounds like, how, a, it sounds like a movie. I mean, and look, back in the, you know, the 90s, okay, the 80s and the 90s, that was actually mine. Back in the 80s and 90s, they didn't have the technology they do today. Like today, there's a camera everywhere. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, Red lights everywhere. Right. I mean, there's there's everything. Like you see that uh, apartment building that fell in Miami the other day. Mm-hmm. But of course, there's, you know, closed caption cameras just set up at almost every building now in mm-hmm. the country. And one recorded it perfectly. Mm-hmm. So it's hard Really, to not be seen, but back then it wasn't. It, it was easy. You could just 
walk around and do what you want it to do. Mm-hmm. If you were smart enough to, you know, stay out of the light, you can do it. Well, not only that, but even with today, you have people with the cell phones and everything like that. If they see something odd, nine times out of ten, people pull their camera out and they're recording yeah. for for just I don't I don't want to say just to be nosy, but there are people that do that, which literally drive me up a wall. But there are people that, you know, like, hey, you know, there's the people that say, that just seems weird. I just want to catch a picture of her or I want to video it because you never know. Okay. So now just, now just go work with me just for a second. I I try. I'm telling you. Okay. Listen, listen to me. Combine an over the road trucking job with a thirst for killing and Uh, raping and all that other stuff. Again, a movie. It, it, it sounds like a movie, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. But this is real life stuff. And let me let me let me continue with the ad. Okay. Or the article, rather. It says in the early part of 2019, 49 year old Samuel W. Leg L E G G, a former big rig driver, stood before a Medina County judge. This was back in the early part of 2019. This is when they caught him. He stood beside before this judge on charges that he raped a 17-year-old girl near a truck stop outside of Seville 22 years prior. And I, I didn't know that the statute of limitations, I mean, I guess... With some of them, there is none. Yeah, which is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, now listen to this. That same day that he was being indicted for rape, mm-hmm. about 70 miles from him in Mahanoying County, officials announced... Legs indictment for the murder of Sharon Lynn Kedzerski, who was found dead at an Austin Town truck stop back in 1992. Officials have said DNA also links Leg, who most link who most recently lived in Chandler, Arizona, to three other homicides: two in Ohio and one in Illinois. So now he's linked to five crimes right now. So far in this article, there's hmm. more to come. And when was this happening? When, what, what, not when the murders happened, but when is the, this court? When is this is 2019, two 19. years, basically two years ago, you know, maybe March, February, March, April, when, when they are indicting this guy, but his crimes are popping up. And I'm wondering if that's because of the DNA when he was put into the system, you know, how they put DNA in, you know, they put everything in there and they put the samples in there and it starting to get getting hit. I'm just wondering if that's what's going on. Well, yeah, I mean, again, I'm not sure, but you could be right there. So now listen, it says all the victims were women left naked or partially clothed at truck stops. So there's the tie. I mean, it's pretty obvious. Okay. Every one of these women, a detective should have figured that one out. Well, anybody really, I mean, they, they knew it sounds like they knew they were looking for a trucker. Someone that frequents truck stops. Do you remember about my gosh, 15 years ago when we were working with that company in Iowa mm-hmm. and there was a, a, uh, a guy, I, I don't have his name. I could get it, but he ended up raping a woman. I don't, I don't remember the guy's name, but he ended up raping her and he chained her inside the truck. Mm-hmm. This was, I mean, this was real life stuff. We mm-hmm. knew about it. We mm-hmm. knew this was going on. This was in. We Al- didn't know it was going on. Well, we didn't know it was going <laughs> on, but we knew. Well, we knew before the public knew because we actually had um, uh, not us, but somebody that worked with us had actually talked with the guy, and they wanted to 
ask us about everything. But anyways, make a long story short, he ended up taking the woman into another state. I think he took her into, I don't know, Tennessee. Texas or something? No, 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 not Texas. It was like it's just a state like Tennessee, like one next to Alabama. And when he was in the truck stop, this isn't the same guy we're talking about now. This is the thing that you and I knew about. Um, a couple other truckers rescued her mm-hmm. because she was banging, trying to get out. Well, they arrested him, and then he, here to come to find out, the guy was tied to a couple serial killings in Texas. That's maybe where you got the Texas thing. Might have been. So this guy they had been looking for for a while, and then because he got caught holding a woman chained up in his truck, it all unraveled. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just crazy. I mm-hmm. mean, and that had been going on. So anyways, back to... Legs. Mr. Samuel Legs. It says during the 1980s, when Legs was still a teen, and the 1990s, investigators across Ohio found an alarming number of prostitutes slain near freeways. He's okay. So he's he's big time in Ohio. Yeah, he's what two years younger than me, a year younger than me. Well, no, he was and 49 two years ago. So he's the same age as me. Yeah, he's about the same age. Yeah. Yeah. So he started in the 80s as a teen. Mm-hmm. raping and murdering prostitutes. Is that what you just read, right? Well, it said during the 80s, Legs was still a teen, and then the 1990s investigators... So I guess in the 80s, in the mid-80s, it sounds like there was a slew of... Yeah, I guess you're right. Probably the mid... He started young. Yeah, he started young. And then everything started catching up with them in the 90s. Yeah. It said some investigators at the time suspected a serial killer was using his job as a truck driver to prey on women and dump their bodies along the routes he traveled. And that said he was in from Arizona? Is that where it, it said he said was It said at from? one time he lived uh-huh. in Arizona. Okay? Uh-huh. All right, so moving on, he said, it says, officials said the 17-year-old that was raped by leg at a Medina County truck stop told investigators her attacker was a trucker. She lived. Yeah, the, the 17-year-old girl was alive. Oh, I didn't know she lit. I missed that part. Yeah, no, it's okay. She was only raped, you know, which I guess that's a good thing. You know, it might not sound like a good thing, but compared to the other young ladies, you mm-hmm. know. It said she said she met him while hitchhiking home to Lexington, Ohio, after visiting her boyfriend in Cleveland. Hmm. So she's with her boyfriend. Honestly, I, I, I get scared when I see women... Hitchhiking, mm-hmm. I get scared for them. Mm-hmm. I really do. So do I. It's 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 just it's just such a no no. Mm-hmm. You know, you just once you get in that car, you are now like in the web. Says the spider. Oh yeah, I mean, there's so many. The, the 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 downfall of today's society is when you feel real bad about someone hitchhiking, you're you're afraid to pull over to help them. So I can't pull over and help them because I always have one of our children in the car and. I never know who's hiding, so I can't I can't pull over to help this person because yeah. of that. I don't blame any female or even a weak guy that doesn't pull over to help somebody because of that. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't know. And obviously, this whole article is proof of that. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now listen. It says, Monai County officials um, didn't speculate on how legs met Kadzerski, remember she was the one the one that they found murdered already it says but said they had no reason to believe she was involved in prostitution okay so they didn't 
They didn't think this one was a prostitute. It said Kazersky worked as a bookkeeper or in the income tax preparation field in Pembroke Pines, Florida, from 1979 to 1982. Her former husband told the South Florida Sun Sentinel. Sorry, somebody was texting me. Always happens. It says, she was last seen alive in southeast Florida on a friend's doorstep in October of 1989. This gets really sad, this one. It says, no one knew who Kaczerski was when her body turned up 1,200 miles away three years later in Ohio. So three years later is when they found her. The last time she was seen in 1989, three years later in Ohio, 1,200 miles away, she turns up dead. So for three years, you don't know where she's been, if she's been tortured this whole time. Now listen to this. It says she was found beaten and perhaps strangled at an Austin town truck stop where this guy's been, you know, doing his thing. Officials said Thursday, a coroner's report said she died from choking on her own blood. Kudzerski's body, listen to this, was not identified for 21 years. They found her three years after she was dead. But they didn't know it. They couldn't identify her. They didn't have any any way of identifying her. Right. This is, I guess, three years later, in 1992. It said, for 21 years, until her family's quest to find her collided with a new efforts by a former Mahoning County coroner to put a name on the unsolved case. About 2011, Kaczerski's daughters submitted their own DNA to a database called the National Missing and Unidentified Person System, or NAM, NAMUSE. So the daughters, because they wanted to find their mom, went and they're like, all right, we'll put our DNA in there in case something ever comes up. Maybe she gets arrested or whatever the case is. They don't know she's dead or alive. They still don't even know she's dead. She doesn't know where she's missing. They just know 21 years have gone by. They give their DNA and it says funded by it was funded by the US Department NAMUSE allows the public and law enforcement to provide DNA samples to the database in an effort to identify missing persons and unidentified remains there is no charge they don't charge you for this it says separately but about the same time a Mahoning County coroner submitted DNA from Kudzerski's unidentified remains to NAMUSE also Cold case. Exactly. They it up as a cold case and start working it. It says there was a match. Kudzerski was identified, but investigators did not reveal her potential killer as leg until Thursday. When his DNA probably came up. Right. It says until now, legs, or like legs, I want to call them legs. Until now, leg appears to have had no serious run-ins with the law. Records show he lived in Cleveland, Massillon, Elyria and Arizona. Officials said he had a commercial truck driver's license and worked for an independent trucking company in Hinkley, crisscrossing much of the state and the country for his job. We know what an overworked trucker does. Mm -hmm. It says at least two of the victims in the string of the slayings during the 1980s and 1990s had worked at the Austin Town truck stop. Though it wasn't immediately clear if it was the same truck stop where Kudzerski was found. Kudzerski was in her 40s. The other victims were mostly between their 20s and 30s. 
but all had been strangled and suffocated and beaten. Mm. This is, I'm, I'm just saying, this is what, this is what nightmares are made of. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, this is so what nightmares are made of. It says at least two were, were from Akron, according to the newspaper accounts at the time, and a third was, fa- uh, was found in Medina County. Marcia, Marcia Matthews, 25 of Akron, was last seen at a truck stop in Mansfield. She was found in June of 1985 off the interstate of 70 in Richland County. April Barnett, 18 of Akron, was found December of 85, strangled and dumped behind a guardrail. Shirley Taylor, 22 of Virginia, was last seen at the Austin Town truck stop. She was found strangled and beaten in July of 1985 at a rest area on Interstate 76, where Leg is accused of raping 17-year-old in 1997. The husband of a fourth woman killed, Annie Marie Patterson, 27, whose body was found in a sleeping bag in 1987, told a reporter at the Pittsburgh Press that year that his wife and other prostitutes were having trouble with a truck driver whose name, his nickname was Dr. No. So that was his handle. He went by Dr. No. So he would, this guy would get on the CB and he would call women to his truck. He'd go around to the truck stops. Looks sounds like Austin town was his main hunting ground, but this guy got so comfortable with hunting and it almost sounds like because he was from Ohio, he stayed more, he did a lot more killing in Ohio, but it sounds like this guy has a slew of bodies across the country. It says before mobile phones, truckers and prostitutes communicated by CB radios. Dr. No could be heard on public CB chatter trying to call prostitutes to his truck with prostitutes, including Patterson declining. Patterson's husband told the newspaper investigators at the time said they looked into it and found several truckers using the nickname Dr. No. By 1991, there were at least 10 prostitute slayings that appeared to be connected in Ohio. Investigators from different parts of the state formed a task force that was led by the Medina County Sheriff's Office. It says uh, the Attorney General Dave Yost traveled to Medina uh, County and stood alongside the prosecutor as Sheriff uh, officially announced Legg's arrest. Thursday morning... Leg seemed unmoved as the rape charges were read against him in court. Leg, who officials, this is really the part that gets me. You ready for this? Now, look what this guy has done his whole life. He methodically hunted women mm-hmm. and would kill them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We don't even know what this guy's count is. He methodically not only would hunt them, he'd get on the CB and he would call them like a date, luring them in. And he knew he was going to be killing them. It said, Leg, who officials has said has been diagnosed as having schizophrenia, has been living in an Arizona, Arizona group home before law enforcement brought him back to Ohio. In court, he sat unblinking for minutes at a time as a gaggle of television cameras and reporters focused in trying to get better pictures of legs. This guy, I read in another article, has been put in a nut ward and he's not allowed to leave. 
So he's in a he's in a nice, comfortable cell. Whether it's a cell or he's out there walking around in a a facility, like a group home, walking around, doctors giving him medicine. He's not allowed to leave. It's probably a heavily guarded, you know, place. He's responsible for all these killings. But yet, he's never been brought to trial. He's never been, because somebody's deeming this guy to be unfit, to be, I guess, prosecuted as the killer he is. And when you have DNA linking you, to that many crimes, I'm sorry. You're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. I would say that's proven. That's proven he's guilty. I think so. And I kind of did a little pulling a little few things up. He's still in the facility. He is. Where's the facility at? It is. It in, is it in Ohio? Uh, yeah, Columbus. Yeah. What's yeah. it called? What's the facility called? Does it say Twin Valley Behavioral Healthcare? So he's in a healthcare. Yeah. Here, did you see his picture? Yeah. He's kind of whitish, pink-looking, got a little beard. I seen a picture of when he was younger. He was real skinny, kind of chunked out a little bit, you know. But you know, here's here's this guy. He gets reevaluated again in two years. This was this is dated. This article, yeah, is dated May of this past, uh, like just only two months ago, and it says that as of last October, um. He had to be restored to competency this past October 2020. If they didn't, he stayed in the facility. They said when they evaluated him then that his recent evaluation indicated there had been no change in his mental status and he is unable to understand the nature and objectives of the criminal proceedings against him. That's that's such BS. He's he's not able to understand mm-hmm. the proceedings against him, but he was able to understand Listen, if here's let me can I tell you this is the truth. When when somebody hides for all those years and kills secretly, they know they're doing wrong. If he didn't think it was wrong, he just would have did it in front of everybody. You you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean he he knew what he was doing. He 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 well he's he tried not to get caught for decades. Mm-hmm. That tells you that he knew he was doing something wrong. If he does it at night and he only goes after prostitutes and nobody's ever seen him do it, that means he was sneaking around doing it. He knew he had to do it without getting caught. Mm-hmm. So he understands the proceeding. Some some liberal whack job mm-hmm. is 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 uh Trying to keep this guy out of jail. Meanwhile, justice needs to be done here, whether mm-hmm. he's a trucker or not. To me, that's not a trucker. That's not the heart of a trucker. No. You know what I mean? That's just somebody that used, like the cops said, they used, he used his job title as a cloak to go out and murder people and feed his thirst. He's being looked at new DNA samples from 2017. So other other crimes? Yeah. I mean, honestly, this guy, this guy, I'll bet you he's linked. I'll bet, I'll bet they find out. if he w- when it, Did it say when he was a trucker, when he became one? But for years, this guy's a trucker. If he was a 48-state driver, really, a 48-state driver, I can assure you there is somebody, there's more victims somewhere in the country where this guy was going. 
Now, obviously, my guess is they're probably looking at like his entire history and every trucking company he worked for, and they're trying to probably look at the routes. I mean, if they're smart, they're looking at the routes he drove and seeing if there's people that, you know, you can find old logbooks. He's got a Wikipedia. This guy has a Wikipedia? Yeah. Dr. No Serial Killer has a Wikipedia. Yeah. Right now, um, his other name is the Ohio Prostitute Killer, I-71 Killer. He has over nine victims from 1981 to 2004. Yeah, it sounds like he has more than that. The states are Ohio, Illinois, New York, and Pennsylvania. Wow. Well, I will, I will, I will stay reserved on this one. Okay. As far as, well, actually, I guess I'm not really reserved on it. I'm convinced this guy needs to be put to death. In, in my eyes, I really believe this guy's guilty. I mean, if he's linked to, you can't be linked to that many and not be guilty. And if you've, if you've killed that many people, I'd say, why spend money on keeping him alive? So let's just go ahead and wrap this segment up. I'm going to just end it with, I hope for the victim's sake and the family's sake that he's found competent to stand trial so that he can face, honestly, justice and what he has coming. And that really should be the death penalty. He's not fooling me. I don't think he's fooling anybody that's heard about this case. Thank you. Let's move on to your next segment, which is Word Genius. Do you have uh, the word of the day today? I do have one. What do you got from Word Genius? Word Genius. Are you ready? Sure. Go ahead. Precatory. Say it again. Precatory. Precatory? Mm-hmm. P-R-E-C or P-R-E-Q? P-R-E-C-A-T-O-R-Y. Precatory. Okay. Relating to or expressing a wish or request. Do you have a sentence? Her letter had a precatory tone as she asked for money for the foundation. A marriage proposal is one of the most commonly precatory experiences in life. Wow, check that out. You guys, if you want to get the word of the day every day, just check out Word Genius. They're not a sponsor here, but we definitely love Word Genius, so check them out. Ruthann gets a word every day. Every day. She gets, Ruthann gets smarter every day. See? See? And I don't, I don't have time for it, so I, I go the opposite. I don't get smarter. <laughs> I get dumber. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Peace. All right, peace. Praise the Lord.